It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I will. I got it. Well, we're going to make do with the offensive line, say the Cincinnati Bengals. Jonah Williams and Alex Kappa described as week to week. Let's talk offensive line as the Bengals try to continue in the playoffs. You are locked on Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So hit the subscribe button on YouTube, hit the follow button anywhere you get your podcasts, and join the first listen club with the thousands of others of Bengals fans that make Locked On Bengals their first listen Every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Bengals presented by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. You can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON right now at prizepicks.com with promo code LOCKEDON. We're going to get started with the offensive line, James, as things sure have changed over the last three weeks for the Bengals in the trenches. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, still in the trenches, though, the Bengals defensive line with some young guys really stepping up in the last few weeks want to spend some time talking about them as well in addition to the tradition that continues in cincinnati and apparently across the united states with zach taylor and others giving out game balls to the fans we're going to finish our show there but according to zach taylor in his monday presser not great news for jonah williams his other kneecap two kneecap dislocations on two legs this season for jonah williams (laughs) this one Apparently a little bit more severe than the last one where Jonah Williams came back against Baltimore in week five, finished the game, unable to do so this time against Baltimore. Same team, same injury, different legs for an injury that's relatively uncommon. Tough luck for Jonah Williams, but it looks like, at least for now, it's Jackson Carmen, who apparently did get a little bit of work at tackle leading into the game, will be the guy at left tackle. So the Bengals are going to be down. Alex Kappa, Lyle Collins, they're two new additions on the right side of the offensive line. They've got fourth-round rookie Cordell Volson starting at left guard, who won the job from Jackson Carmen in the preseason. And now Jackson Carmen thrust into starting left tackle duty where he hasn't played since his days at Clemson, James. It's a lot. It's a lot to digest. And first things first, this offensive line is kind of where it was a year ago. And so what they're going to need is Joe Burrow to put on that cape or put on that Spider-Man suit or get that Batmobile revved up full of of, of gas or if, if you're plugging that thing in because it's a hybrid vehicle these days or an electric vehicle, then you do that, whatever the heck the, the case may be, that's what you're going to need from Joe Burrow. And, and the other thing, and, and look at this, I'm going to turn this offensive line conversation into a skill players conversation. 
I've been overall over the past probably month or so underwhelmed by the Bengal stars underwhelmed by chase and Higgins and Boyd. And that that's not personal. And that's not saying that they've played bad or poor by any stretch, but my standard for them. And I think a lot of people's standard for them is sky high is best receiver unit in the NFL high. And, you know, Hayden Hurst, I think expectations are high for him. Joe Mixon, expectations pretty high for him. Hurst had the fumble. Mixon had a drop. They can't have that. The margin for error now is just much thinner. And that's how it felt last year during that playoff run, going to Tennessee, nine sacks, finding a way, and then going to uh, the AFC title game and finding a way. And so now with an offensive line that is, like you said, just – completely different than we imagined even a month ago or six weeks ago or anything uh, like that. Now you've lost three of your five starters. You have a a fourth round rookie who doesn't feel like a rookie anymore, but at times, especially against the Ravens looked like one in Cordell Volson. It's Ted Karras and a bunch of dudes. And I like Ted Karras a lot, but he's he's not going to be able to, to lift up all five spots. So it's just, it's a lot to overcome. And so everything else has to be better. Burrow has to be better. The skill guys has, have to be better. My man, Evan McPherson, you need to be Money Mac again. And, and, and if all of those things happen with this defense, which we saw ball out in the fourth quarter, and we're going to get to the defense, then I still think they can win and beat anybody and, and go to Buffalo and win and go to Kansas City or host Jacksonville or handle business and against whatever NFC te- NFC team comes out. Like, I think they're still that talented. It's just the margins are different. And you can't have guys like Jamar Chase not play like the best receiver on the field every single game because that's what he did last year, right? And that's what they needed. And T. Higgins shined in big moments. And, and I could just go list on and on and on. Point is, the offensive line is is certainly an issue again. And I think it's going to be a big one. The good news is, much like I said last week, this Ravens defense was the toughest defense they're going to face in this AFC side at least. And so they got past them somehow. Somehow, some way they did. And so now I think you'll be able to move the ball a bit against Buffalo and and feel pretty good about this offense getting back in gear after scoring 17 points and back-to-back weeks against the Ravens. A really different style of defense that Buffalo plays from what Baltimore likes to do. Less disguise. Baltimore, really good. Honestly, really, really good with disguise. Mike McDonald is going to be a thorn in Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor's side. Kind of the way I saw who, who wrote this. I think it was Steve Ruiz, who I know Bengals fans don't like. Comparing it to Bill Belichick and Peyton Manning. Back in the day when, when those two guys had the, the contests every, every year trying to figure each other out, Peyton knowing that Bill knows that Peyton knows that Bill knows what each other want to do and that constant chess match back and forth. You had some of that, I think, with Mike McDonald and Joe Burrow, the way this offense wants to attack, the way Joe Burrow likes to process. But all that said, I still think Joe Burrow was really good despite what happened to this offensive line. And yes, of course, leave it to James to make it into – a conversation about the skill players, but the, the offensive line changes well changed the way the Bengals play offense. When they were clicking, when things looked really, really good for those few weeks for this passing offense, a lot of that was Joe Burrow 
with time, with confidence, with an idea of where the pressure was coming from and when, knowing where his escape lanes were, familiarity with his offensive linemen, the offensive line having played 15 straight games together, knowing each other very well, having communication pretty well sorted out. All of these things will need to be ironed out and worked on as the Bengals continue their playoff run. And you're right about the skill players too, James. They do need to be better outside of maybe Jamar Chase, who like certainly has room for improvement. If you look back since like week 14 or so, he had that bad fumble in there. He's had a couple of drops, but he's still at least producing, right? Doubling the next highest receiver in terms of yards in terms. So, so back. So since week 14, James, and I know T Higgins missed some time in here. Jamar Chase has 42 catches for 428 yards. T. Higgins is second on the team in both of those categories with 18 catches, which is way less than half, right? 36 to 42. 18 catches for 205 yards, again, less than half. Tyler Boyd, 16 catches for 133 yards. Their mm-hmm. second leading touchdown scorer for the, this receiving core since week 14 is Trenton Irwin with three. Could be four uh, after he dropped the touchdown. So, they, they do need a little bit more out of these receivers. Drops have been a bit of an issue, and it's understandable. And, and there's no reason to think that these guys can't get back to performing at a really high level. And I think that, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit here, but I think that this Bills defense should give the passing game more opportunities than the way the Ravens like to play defense. But we'll see. I mean, there, there's potentially some lessons learned there for teams that are looking for a blueprint for ways to slow down the Bengals. And some of the drops are debatable, right? They're just tough, really tough catches. But the, for sure, but the expectation is that you make some of them, and that's that's the part because the the standard's so high. It's like it's like Burrow. If he completes sixty five percent of his passes against the Bills, it's going to feel like ah. Eh, normally, that's that should be, and they need it to be in the seventies, and uh, unless there's just a bunch of big plays in there, and then mm-hmm. you know you, you you would take that, but. Uh, the one thing on, on Jackson Carmen, you said he was getting some work with the tackles. What an opportunity. What an opportunity. And I, I want to, I know we have to get to the defensive line, but I want to talk about Jackson Carmen's opportunity that he has and why there's at least an optimistic view of, of what we saw uh, with him get, being the backup left tackle. So I'm going to give you my theory at least, and we can do that next. We will do that next. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Done Right, Daily Fantasy Made Easy. No thousands of people in the same pool for prizes, just you against the prize picks projections. Do you think that a player will go more or less than their prize picks projection? That's all you have to choose for two to five players. You can get your entries in in 60 seconds or less, whether it's the NFL as a playoffs march on whether you're a basketball person with the NBA and college basketball going on, or you're a cricket fan, they've got you covered at prize picks with safe and fast withdrawals operational in over 30 States and in Canada, download the prize picks apps or go to prizepicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users will get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 50, They'll give you 50 bucks. If you deposit 100, they'll give you 100 bucks. Don't forget promo code lockdown when you sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100 with prize picks. The Bengals, well, they're three wins away from not only glory, 
but getting the ultimate jewelry. And if you're looking for some jewelry, you got to get the Schultz and Sons because Schultz and Sons is going to be able to put together that amazing custom diamond piece that you're looking for, or that gemstone that you're looking for, or maybe you don't even know exactly what to get her. Well, they're experts are AGS certified, and they're going to make sure they find exactly uh, what you need and what fits your needs to make her happy. So don't delay. Go to, and you've heard us talk about Schultz and Sons for quite some time, and we do got to get to our Schultz and Sons game balls, by the way. But get there now and go there at 2202 Dixie Highway, Fort Mitchell. It's uh, about 10 minutes from Paycor Stadium. Not far at all. It's convenient. It's a family-owned business. By the way, they are Bengals fans, so you better believe they were excited on Sunday night to watch Sam Humber- Hubbard rubble stumble in the jungle all the way for a touchdown. And, uh, yeah, check them out right now. Again, 2202 Dixie Highway, easy on, easy off from a, a highway standpoint, really close to Paycor Stadium. And remember, when it has to be perfect – it either has to be a 98-yard fumble recovery for six for the Bengals. It also has to be Schultz and Sons. James, would you like to talk about Jackson Carmen's opportunity, or would you like to pivot yeah. quickly to the Schultz and Sons game ball before we proceed with that conversation? Let's talk about Jackson Carmen real quick, and then we can get to the game balls. He had to earn something, right? Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm out on Jackson Carmen. He's got to win me back. And that's it. And, 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 you know, from a football standpoint, uh, he has been one of the most underwhelming players that this team has drafted in the past half decade. And there have been, there have been some clunkers in there. And that's how underwhelming he's been. And it was a questionable pick from the get-go. It was an eyebrow-raising pick from the jump. But the fact that he was the next guy off the bench to play left tackle Has he showed them something that we haven't seen? Because media, yeah, we do get to be at practice for a little bit, but it's really the stretch portion uh, and then light individual drills that honestly, Jake, I could probably make make it through most of them, including the offensive line ones. Not that I would do it well, but I could do it. And so you don't really learn much. You're just kind of there to see who's injured, who's not, who's participating, who's not, what they're doing. And, and, you know, try to observe it and take in as much as you, you can, but, Maybe he showed this coaching staff something. And I'm not saying he was good on Sunday night, and that's a tough spot to be in and not shocked at all that he, he had the issues he had, especially after that first drive. But maybe he showed them something. And so if there's any takeaway here, it's, well, they could have elevated Isaiah Prince ahead of this game from the practice squad. They didn't do that. They could have put Deontay Smith in uh, ahead of Carmen. They didn't do that. And those aren't awesome options. I agree, because I could feel people saying, rolling their eyes. But there's got to be some reason. There's got to be some logic behind the, all right, we're going to put Jackson Carmen in now that Jonah Williams is out. And so maybe he, he, he not only earned that, but he showed this coaching staff something, and, and maybe he, he continues to do that. So that's a very lukewarm, optimistic take, but like, I don't think they just woke up one day and said, yeah, let's try him at left tackle. He must have showed them something in practice. Yeah, just took three injuries for Jackson Carmen to get onto the field. 
I mean, Wait. that's a very, very charitable interpretation, I would say, James. Yes, he must have done something to make them feel comfortable with him being the first left tackle off the bench instead of a guy like Isaiah Prince or Deontay Smith. But uh, we'll see if that holds up, honestly. And it was last I, week, too. He, he was active in week 18, and Deontay mm-hmm. Smith wasn't. So maybe there was a, a little shift there behind the scenes, and we just, we just didn't know it. But it doesn't mean I'm confident of- in him. So. Yeah, regardless of what he's done in practice or or to to earn his spot as the third backup offensive lineman or whatever it is, he it's, still has I to I mean, do it's it, the right? second it's the second tackle. Second tackle, sure. He's well, he's backing up a few spots, I, I think. Sure. But, guard in, in guard areas too, sure. Mm-hmm. He still has to do it. And, and it wasn't – it could have been worse, certainly, but it wasn't great. We'll, we'll talk more about how the offensive line performed when we talk with Mike tomorrow. Um, and Jonah Williams wasn't great in pass pro either. So definitely I, I can hear the people saying that as they're watching this, like, oh, how much worse could it be? Well, we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. But they, they have to make the most of this, this line that they – aren't likely to make any moves, right? You can't trade for anybody. And Andrew Whitworth on uh, on Monday tweeting that his giraffe skinny jean legs aren't are telling him no thanks By the to way, a return to the NFL. I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't. I was going to take the high road here. Everyone wants to poo-poo it. Elise Jesse wants to poo-poo it on our video on Cincinnati Bengals Talk. You poo-poo it here on our post-game show on Locked on Bengals. Um, but I have a message for Andrew Whitworth, so I'll go ahead and say it. Skinny legs, skinny jean giraffe legs, Andrew Whitworth. Well, I have some confidence in that man to play left tackle. For two and a half seconds, man, get your tail out there. I, I, I really believe – like. What's the bar here? I just tried to give an optimistic take about Jackson mm-hmm. Carmen, man. Yeah. Okay. W- what's more likely? He becomes a competent left tackle for three games or Andrew Whitworth comes in and is able to be okay? I mean, what does Andrew Whitworth I mean, weigh right now? Is he like 250 or like No, two- he still like- weighs. His legs were always skinny, by the way. Andrew's going to hate me saying his His legs were never like he, – he was big waist up. Yeah, but these guys, they lose weight. But, you yeah, know, but they, they're not talking about like Joe Thomas here where he's – because he hasn't been out of the game that long yet. He might want to get down to that, and that's yeah. that's cool. I mean, just the, the joke I games. wanted to make – the joke I wanted to make was I don't think anyone's buying that you skipped leg day, Andrew. Come on. But And, uh, by the way, I heard he was working out. Like I'm I don't sure think this guy out. just stopped – just stop doing things. There's, there's obviously a difference though, right? Like no you have doubt. a whole preseason, you have a whole dietary regimen, you have a whole weightlifting regimen that they're doing. And, you know, you, you see the transformation of linemen when they leave. Alan Fanica is my favorite example of this. I know he's a stealer, but goes from like 300 pound center to ultra marathon or maybe just regular marathon runner yeah, and looks like stereotypical marathon runner. So you see some of those too. Game yeah. ball. But, but, but Andrew is Andrew Whitworth isn't there. Um, yeah, my Schultz and Sons game ball goes to, to Andrew Whitworth for signing with the Bengals. I'm, I'm going to foreshadow it. No, 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 no. I, I, I won't go that. I mean, I'm going to go with the obvious one since you let me go first. Shout out to Schultz and Sons. Maybe they can put together some kind of 98-yard, like, diamond-plated or, or diamond football. I don't know. But Sam Hubbard deserves something, mm-hmm. especially if they continue this run. 
Whew. You want to talk about uh, a local kid coming up big. By the way, 24 hours later, uh, or, or close to it, uh, as, as we record this, I still feel that way. I think it's the biggest play in franchise history. Hopefully, it gets, hopefully that changes. Hopefully, there are a couple more plays this run where the Hubbard play is like one of four of the biggest plays in franchise history, and they're all during this run. But I really, I, I can't, th- and, and you know, you could talk about the interception in 88, like there's the return, like there's a bunch of different plays, the kick, um, and I, I don't want to go into names and stuff for, for sake of time. There's a lot of different things in the 80s. I don't know, man, that Sam Hubbard plays wild. So he gets my Schultz and Sons game well. I think there are three competitors from last year's playoff run too, where it's like pretty similar in terms of rising up in the moment, but the 14 point swing it is a little bit hard to argue with. I'm only going to amend your game ball. Certainly Sam Hubbard, uh, a worthy recipient. I'm just going to add Jermaine Pratt and uh, Logan Wilson to the conversation for their contributions, not only on that play, but Logan Wilson throughout the game, I thought made a, made a few pretty nice plays. Um, and well, we didn't really quite get to the defensive line. So We'll have to come we back get, to that when we. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we can mention it a little on the, the back end. I want to talk about Zach too, and I have something I, I forgot to mention to you pre-show, so I'll surprise you with it. I've got I've got a question for you too. We're gonna I'm gonna ask you that question wow. to you coming out of this coming out of this quick minute, but then we'll finish the show with some of these other topics. But Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson, in addition to Sam Hubbard, for game balls for me. But first, a word from Bet Online, where the Bengals are five five point underdogs as of right now to the Buffalo Bills. Five or the Buffaloes. By the way, Jamar Chase had the best line ever on Bengals social media. He was like, Woo, who day? We gotta win. Now we gotta go on the road and play them Buffaloes. And it just it cracks me up. I, I said it like four times today because well, I'm going to refer to the Bills as the Buffaloes from now on. But if you want to wager on those Buffaloes, well, you could do that. You could wager on Joe Burrow and the Bengals to handle business in Buffalo with Bet Online. And it isn't just NFL, it's basketball, it's uh, all of the uh, college hoops that you can imagine. You can wager on all of those things, prop bets, and so much more. One spot, Bet Online. So head to the website today, sign up for free, and start wagering maybe against them, Buffaloes. Bet Online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I like Joe Goodberry's explanation of the Buffaloes thing from Jamar Chase. They use use a Buffalo as their mascot. Buffalo Bill is, is not the Bills mascot. And I think he's an enemy to Buffalo's is, is my understanding. That's why he has the nickname. Anyway, uh, they might as well be the Buffalo Buffalo's also, isn't there a thing where you can make a sentence to like Buffalo, 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 Buffalo is actually complete sentence because there's so many definitions of the word Buffalo. I think this is a thing. 
You guys can I'm go learning. Google it later. Yeah. I uh, my question for you, James, that I promised to get to coming out of the break mm. is what's your favorite nickname for the play? Do you believe that it, it deserves a nickname and, and which is your preference for the Sam Hubbard 98 yard fumble return? I've seen some of these fumble in the jungle is really good. That one worked for really, me too. Really good. I mean, you know, you got the rumble in the jungle reference. You got the jungle becoming, and I know it's been called the jungle for a long time, but it feels like the jungle now. I mean, the way the game atmosphere, I've had some people ask me, the reason I posted, I never take video of the pregame intros very rarely, mm-hmm. but the past two times, the Monday night game against the Bills, and then on, on Sunday night against the Ravens, I did because of the light show because of the intro, because of all of those things. And I, want, I post them because I want fans to see it that can't experience it. And I think it's that damn cool because it's, you know, you're posting it from a press box and we have a window there. And I, you know, it's just one of those things where it's not great quality, but want to give fans an, an idea. And uh, no, it's been really, really cool. So if uh, I think, I, I think that would be my answer. What about you? You're sticking with fumble in the jungle too. Fumble in the Jungle did it for me when I saw that one. There's some there's some other similar near rhyme schemes or, or alliterative schemes going on out there. I, I like Fumble in the Jungle. It, it comes it, it rolls off the tongue. Um, I, I, I a lot of people are proposing like Sam Hubbard specific names, and I get it, but also that's a team play. Sam just yeah. happened to be the one carrying the ball. He was kind of the recipient. Uh, of the play and, and did a great job of running it back and this great job of conditioning, not taking anything away from him, but don't want to take anything away from those other players either, right? And so Pratt that's and why Wilson, yeah, and, and Marcus Bailey getting down there sure. and yeah, um, Super Sam, simple. That's his nickname now. Super Sam, Super Sam. That's it. It's over. Much like Money Mac, trademark it, Sam. I look forward to you using that in commercials where you fly in. Maybe it's a roofing commercial. Have a leaky roof. Super Sam's here to save the day. Get to this roofing company and, you know, hopefully it just made you some money, Sam Hubbard. But, uh, yeah, Super Sam is what I'm going with for him. All right. I wanted to shout out the defensive line here really quick before we get to the game ball story. And we'll get into it more with uh, Mike in our film review episode tomorrow. But – they're getting contributions eight deep at defensive line right now. And this was a position, not again for two episodes in a row while they're still playing football to get too far ahead into the off season. But this was a position where I was going to talk about, you know, maybe drafting a guy, maybe getting some reinforcements, but the way these guys have stepped up and I'm talking cam sample, J Tufele, even with, with five really noticeable snaps in this game, and uh, Zach Carter really kind of coming on in the last few weeks, really the second half of the season, figuring things out a little bit as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Joseph Osai the last few weeks as a pass rusher, you know, ha- has some rounding out to his game to do, I think. But as a pass rusher, and honestly, as a run defender, he's been okay too. Uh, shown some toughness too. I think hurt his shoulder pretty significantly at some point in this game, came back in and, and kept playing. Um uh, those guys have been impressive the way they've stepped up. You know who you, who you have in in the starting stars of this team with with BJ uh, sorry with DJ Reader with BJ Hill with Sam Hubbard with Trey Hendrickson, but getting those extra four guys at times even five guys deep on the depth chart, mm-hmm. 
that could be a, a real big shot in the arm. Because you look around the NFL, I mean, look at the Ravens last night. They're going six, seven, eight deep effectively. Look at the Eagles, the way that they like to build up depth in the trenches. Some of these good teams in the NFL have that incredible depth. And if the Bengals have hit on this, maybe it's not like as high end as the Eagles, but solid contributing players up and down the depth chart in the trenches, that will pay dividends for them going forward. Yeah, no, it, it will. And they're going to need it. When I was talking about that margin of error thing early, mm-hmm. guess one way where you can extend that a little bit is if this defense gets even better and finds ways to be disruptive like that. And, you know, I think it was a really unique matchup in a weird spot in against a quarterback that I thought played well and the Ravens had a good plan and in that option attack, you know, Jesse Bates talked about how relieved he was yeah. to not have to deal with that again. What a great, I get what it. a great tweet. What a great quote. We're, we'll be back to normal football this week. We're excited to play normal football, not the triple option. <laughs> not even subtle about it. I love it. Yep. So no, I, uh, I think this defense, they're going to have to be reliant on it. And this, this defense that we've, uh, we've seen time and time again. And I questioned them at times on Sunday night and they still came through. So Let's uh, yeah, shout out to them real quick before we get to game balls. Can I shout out a listener who's like the most loyal listener in the world? Yeah, uh, Mike Eversole. I met him, and hopefully I said your last name right, Mike. Um, met him last year at our meetup before the Raiders win, right? And we've stayed in contact oh, yeah. ever since. He lives in Cali, and stayed in contact ever since. Well, he heard about my daughter being born, Quinn, and yesterday him and his wife. Look at this, Jake. I didn't even mention this to you. Hooked it up with some Jordans when wow. she gets gets to be a little older, little toddler size Jordans, the lost and founds, little exclusive, really hard to get. Look at these things. These are the cutest things in the world. And and they hooked it up. And I was like, man, I gotta give Mike a shout out. He owns a, a shoe shop, an apparel company, Shop 23 in Cali. And so, yeah, shout out to to Mike. He he uh he has a daughter and he was like, Man, she watches She's stuck watching you guys all the time. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, between here and on, uh, you know, all the other stuff I do on YouTube. So it's, uh, it was really cool. I had to shout him out. That's a, that's a fun story. Uh, let's wrap up with the Zach Taylor delivering game balls. I, I, I don't mean to like move on. To no, I know. I don't know what else to say about it. It's really cool. It is cool. No, it is. And, and I get it though. Great. It was just so funny. I should have just let you keep going. Because people were like, damn, Jake. Like, jeez. Oh, just moving oh, on. Mean. Uh, anyways, uh, the blind pig where we had our first meetup last year. Yeah. One you were at. Well, it turns out Zach Taylor, a fan of blind pigs, because he was there as well on Sunday night. I think they just told him to go. But he was eager and willing to do so. Zach's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm out of places in Mount Lookout. And that's the only part, that's the only part of the city I know. <laughs> And so he's he's like, yeah, you know, Elizabeth and and Emily and and those folks know know where the fans are. They keep track of where the Bengals fan bars are, and they're they're sending some balls out across the country apparently, because he he gets all these videos. He's saying of, of fans that come together in other cities at Bengals bars, and so outside of the Cincinnati area this time. So we'll have to find yeah. out. We'll have to wait and see where those game balls surface. There's six of them. We know two of them. Von Bell delivered one and Zach Taylor delivered one. 
are in the Cincinnati area. Don't know about the rest yet. Boyd delivered one in over the Rhine. I'm okay, not sure the go. exact establishment. So, um, so we got three of them tracked down. R- real quick, since we're on the, the Zach Taylor thing, I just want to hammer this home because if you say it after the fact, after the season, you'd know. It's, it's real easy to say, um, you know, whenever that is. It could be next Monday. It could be in four weeks. And, you know, conversations change if it's in four weeks, of course. But what a, what a job. I mean, this game ball thing is awesome. It's the best idea. It's the best idea he's had since drafting Jamar Chase ahead of Penesul, right? And it wasn't just him, but he was on board with that. And uh, you know, he's had a lot of good decisions. Of course, they've had, they've gotten it a lot. You know, a lot of things right since taking Burrow. Uh, you know, first overall three years ago. But I love it. I, I love the vibe. I love how he's he's carrying things. Heck, I even love that he doesn't tell us as much as I want him to at times now, and is a little more tight to the you know tight to the vest because. That's how you need to be. And I, I think he's grown into this role and he's is it going to be perfect? No, but watch football across the league. It's never perfect. You always have gripes or in, in Baltimore they're talking about John Harbaugh's clock management down mm-hmm. the stretch. Right. There's always something. Well, but, J.K. Dobbins is complaining about not being on the field. And then you have Mike McDaniel in Miami not being able to get play calls in. It's everywhere. It is. And so I'm not saying he's perfect, but I think he's a really damn good coach. And when you have Joe Burrow believing in him so much that he's on national TV on NBC mm-hmm. telling Maria Taylor that he's the best coach in the NFL and he's dead serious, Burrow's a top three quarterback in the league. So if you have that, whatever he wants, he gets. Well, he wants Zach Taylor. So that alone, even if I thought that Zach was the wrong guy, and I don't, by the way, he's completely won me over. I, I would be like, oh, well, you got you to gotta do it because Joe wants it. So – this isn't like the eighth best quarterback or the tenth best quarterback. He's third, at worst. And he might be better than that. He's top three in my eyes. So, just want to uh, give Zach a little more love here before we, you know, dive into game film, start focusing on Buffalo, and then it gets lost because I've been critical of him plenty over the past three years, uh, and uh, you know, since returning, and I just want to, you know, make it clear. Yeah, it's. Um, I- I'm sure they're still out there, but the fans that that early in the season when it was 0-2. Uh, when it, go, going to the Super Bowl is the worst thing long-term for the Bengals. Because I now see it. Gonna, like, yeah. I was I mean, never – I hope, oh, I hope that we was so bad. That at this yeah, point. that was so bad. That was ridiculous. And even – I remember, was it 2-3? and three? I think it was 2-3. and three. And I, I was like, man, I really have to do a video. It's like, can we just relax a little? Mm-hmm. Like, the dude won three playoff games last year. Like, just chill a little and see. And – you know, he's won nine straight. By the way, nine straight for the first time in franchise history. They've never done that. Oh, yeah. Ever. That was the other streak. I knew there was one I was forgetting yesterday. Yeah. They had a bunch oh. of eight-game winning streak, multiple, in, in, but never this. And, and obviously, it's it, you got to count the playoff game. But, you know, nine, they need to get to, they need to, get to 12. So we'll, we'll see if they can do that. But, yeah, I just wanted to, you know. Maybe fatherhood's gotten me soft, or I just think Zach. <laughs> I think Zach Taylor's uh, won me over and won the city over, and, and good for him because it was a, an uphill climb after the first two seasons. But he's he's certainly done it. The the adjustments we've seen on offense this year, the consistent leadership, the consistency in general of Zach Taylor, never really changing the person he is on a day to day basis. Consistent messaging. The, the embracing and interaction with the I mean, could you imagine Bill Belichick doing this stuff? Like recognizing oh. the city like this? 
And Bill Belichick, not to take anything away from him, right? But Zach Taylor recognizing the moment he's in, understanding the history of this city, the history of Bengals fans, and and he he's been straightforward about this, wanting to give back to them and and recognize them and and help them feel included in these moments. I think is really good stuff. And and there aren't very many coaches, I think, that would approach this the way Zach did. Nope. No, I, I agree with you. And doing stuff like this, if you finish the job, well, not only do you get that ring, that jewelry I was talking about earlier in the episode, but it makes you a legend. And yeah. and doing all of these things, can you imagine how that Hubbard play and Zach Taylor going to the blind pig and going to bars and Mount Lookout at MLTs and is it bad that – well, I guess I'm from here. I was like, man, I've had so many beers at MLTs, and obviously we, we drank at Blind Pig, and it's like, man, I've been at all these places. Just never when a, an NFL coach has come in after a, a playoff win because yeah. things are much different these days than they were when I was frequenting those places. Well, you, you could have been friend of the show, John Sheeran, and been in the bathroom at the Blind Pig when Zach Taylor showed up. Stop it. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding? He, he was oh my apparently god sorry john if you're if can you're you imagine listening. like he writes about the Bengals every day yeah he is all over him zach picks the bar he's at in this dude <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny pretty oh, funny little god. story anyway That's so let's good. get out of here james we'll be back tomorrow with mike santagata mike at mike is at Bengals underscore I have one on question. Twitter. number number one or number two keep it i uh moving jake just man. ignore what i um <laughs> mike santagata at bengals underscore sam is joining us tomorrow to get into the film find him on twitter where he's got a bunch of great film clips up already that i'm sure we'll be revisiting we're going to talk about the pocket and joe burrow in that pocket and and managing the offensive line and the differences on defense that we can expect from buffalo and all these things that's coming your way tomorrow right here on lockdown bengals so thanks for listening today and have a good one Definitely number two. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.